Desire, wishes, wants—all the things that we could have think about for our career, for our individual self. But just because we thought about a want and really even dream about it, doesn't mean it will become reality. And why is that happening to us? Because we get into our own way. Today, you wanted to actually get into the next level of your effectiveness, running your healthcare businesses, and better engage with your patients, your staff, and really allow yourself to be higher functioning. Then this episode is for you. Private practice owners, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your practice so you can have more time off, a great team? And more income while delivering better patient care, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Providers Edge podcast. I'm your host Sabrina Rompak. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I help providers like you control your practice, control your life, control your future. This is your defining moment. To be a disruptor in healthcare. Have you thought about in life? There are always a lot of goals that we have, and for our business, for ourselves, for our family. How come we're not always able to get all of them done? Or once we have a dream, we have an idea. Whether it's on your current career journey of running your practice, or bring on more project to elevate your staff efficiency and perhaps better engage with your patients, but something always not go right. That's because in psychology we call that self sabotaging tendency. We get into our own way. Have that ever happened to you? That Couple hours or even days later, you thought, "Oh, darn it! I shouldn't have said that. Like,、uh, it didn't come across correctly." However, it's too late. Now you have to deal with the consequences of what have had happened. When we think about positive intelligence and how we building our own mental fitness journey, is on how quickly we can recognize these sabotaging tendencies. Now we're not saying they are all bad for us. Clearly, we grew up learning from culture, society, team, community, parents, teacher, friends on building up a different concept and different belief system that help us to get to where we are right now. However, this belief system might not always help us to get to the next level, and that's when we are start feeling, hmm, there are ways. There are tendency what always react in certain way that is naturally not helping us. It's slowing us down. However, if you can identify these ten sabotaging tendencies quicker, then you can shut them down, pivot into what we call the sage part of our brain, the higher level, the higher being. Then you can actually be able to activate yourself whenever you need to, and not. Procrastinate, not having excuses of why things are not being done, or criticize others for all the things that has gone wrong. Then you also be able to be more empathetic toward the whole situation and allow yourself to have more grace for yourself, more ease into thinking about other people's perspective, as well as being more receptive of opportunity, more creative. 
but we won't be able to get there if we're stuck in the progress of what we're doing right now. So of those, there are 10 subtouching tendencies, as I mentioned, but there are three big ones, especially for us who are practice owners, people who are already working in the very high level of success and now able to reach their full potential. So let's talk about that. Number one is called controlling tendency. Now, this is motivated by independence. When we were training in school, probably a lot of you guys have had similar situation where we perhaps study by ourselves and try to figure everything out ourselves because we knew that in the old time days, at least 10 years ago, is being said, if you ask for help, it's a sign of weakness. And we constantly driven by how can we know exactly what we need to do then we can solve the problem. And if we're working with other people, I have to give them all the decisions means I have to be able to help them to get to where they need to go. Has that ever happened to you? In a sense, I remember, especially medicine is such a team-based activity and how we're taking care of patients. However, as providers, we still have all the liabilities. And when we carry on the liabilities, we feel obligated to make sure everything goes right. So anxiety creeps up when the controller tendency wanted to take control, wanted to make sure that people's action matches what we want. So the fear comes in into if we don't know exactly what other people are doing, to take care of my patient, let's say, what is the nurses doing? What is the medical assistant doing? How are they responding to the situation? One of my clients, when we're talking about optimizing his practice efficiency, we talk about digital health and the immediate fear becomes, whoa, I don't know, like if we track our patient's progress at home, that's great, but who's going to respond to things when I see alerts. Who is going to be able to take care of my patients? I have my own protocol. And what if that nurse didn't follow the protocol? Or if they follow protocol, they didn't call me and still rely uh, the liabilities on me if they didn't give the right antibiotic because he's a nephrologist. We know renal patients have a lot of nephrotoxin drugs. And so the fear creeps in. Is that allowing the whole picture to come in, right? It's that control and tendency of uneasiness, unable to give up independence. So they have high anxiety and being very impatient when it comes to what could be possible for any opportunity. So what they f- are feeling is this anxiety of, I cannot be taking myself pull myself away from the situation. I have to always be every step of the way holding hands for people. I have to be always available to help them. So how many of you guys have that similar situation where you feel like you have to always be available and not even test things off and be able to give to your partner, one of the other providers, or even your uh, PAs, MPs, or other therapists in your practice? 
And when these controlling tendencies show up, what's actually making you feel is almost anger and intimidated when others don't follow your directions, and also become very impatient with others' feeling and different style of doing things. Because what you're controlling is you wanted to control all the processes instead of focusing on the end result, and it actually hurts. A lot of other people's feelings because they feel rejected. They feel like you're looking down on their capability, and you're not appreciating who they are, what they do. And it's really hard to admit that sometimes. Now, how is this also impacting others? Is that you can get temporary results, but the cost of diminishing other people and feeling almost resentful. That things don't go right, and controller also generate a great deal of anxiety as many things in work and life get into the way, and ultimately not able to be in control. Now, another tendency is called the high achiever, which is motivated by acceptance. Now, we have a lot of high achievers in this field for sure, and. One other time, I was actually speaking at this physician podcast show, and even the host, when we were talking about this particular concept, he's admitted, "Oh yeah, I was the chief of my department, and then I felt like, oh, even that title is not enough. What else can I do to get to、uh, the next level? Perhaps I was just a little bit bored, and then I needed to do something else." So. Things would be more recognized. Some of the key words in those area is that we know by study, appreciation is the key factor that beats out any other thing like salary, bonuses, autonomy, training. When it comes to high performance, now when we think about high performance, it's actually effectiveness in delivering the result. Some false belief with high performance in this case is actually I have. To consistently deliver, achieve to have respect and self-validated. It's very internal that in case we don't feel enough until achieve something. But when was the last time you hit that revenue goal for your practice, or got a award, a title for your accomplishment? But how long did that happiness last? Most of the time, when I have spoken, even on big conferences. Majority of people would say those things, those happiness, joy, last only about hours to days, never weeks or months. And that being said, high achiever self-touting tendency is tied to our self identity. It's so highly focused on the external drive, the external success, other people's way of thinking what success means instead of what you believe what success means to you. And leading to these unsustainable workaholic tendencies and lose touch of reality、uh, and the deeper emotional relationship and what's really costing you in life. So the feeling that some people might come up is that I don't like dwell on feelings for too long. I'm just not an emotional person. It would distract me from achieving my goals. Important to me is just to be successful, and that's it. I feel worthless 
if I don't get to what I want. I only want to feel the joy of when I get to that go get to the deadline. These people become very hyper function when they have a deadline because they're driven by that anxiety of hitting something. So they tend to drag their feet out for a while. And once they start hitting that deadline, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm so focused. Like that anxiety-driven result instead of what could be even better. So closeness with others, they believe would allow them to see that, oh, I didn't do as well as I wanted to. I'm not that perfect. I don't want people to know that I'm not perfect. They tend to be separate from others as well, emotionally and really physically. So as I mentioned, it's a self-identity thing that we have a false belief in. Now, how is this actually impacting others? Is that peace and happiness is fleeting and short-lived. That's one of the clients I talked to right before we discussed this concept of high achiever. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, finally hit my revenue goal. That, it feels so good, I'm like awesome. What was the, some of the thoughts coming after this? And she immediately think, oh, yeah, I started thinking, would I be able to hit that goal next month? What do I have to do? What if my patients are not as active? So then again, right, these high achievers is making you actually make, it's not motivating you to do better, to enjoy this moment. It's actually creating more anxiety to say, what if not, right? Like what is something bad that's going to happen to me? It's unrealistic anxiety. And therefore, when you have self-acceptance, it's constantly a condition to the next success. It's difficult for other people to work with you since nothing is really ever good enough until you hit some mark. But even you hit that mark, you're already moving on to the next thing. And people feel like, oh my gosh, I can never catch up with you. How do I actually work with you? Now, our third tendency is called hypervigilance. And that is driven by security. This is very, very common. One of my clients, she's a new mom and she finally came back to run her practice and things has been going great. And also she just allowed herself to take a, a girl's trip. I was so happy for her. Like, yes, finally get out there. It's like, yes, I needed it. But when she got on the plane, immediately she's thinking about, oh, what if this plane is not taking off on time? Right after she talked herself out of that thought, she starts thinking next thought. What if it doesn't land on time? After she thought about like, oh no, we're, we're taking off. Everything is fine. And the, uh, she's seeing the map on the screen and everything is okay. So meet her friends there. Like, what if people start talking about their life and we're not on the same pace anymore because I haven't seen these girlfriends for so many years. Now, when she talks herself out of that thought of, yes, people can always pick up from where they left off. Your good friends are, your value and who you are doesn't change. You're always going to support each other. So that doesn't change. So then she move on to the next thing. What if 
something happens on the trip. I can't go back to see my kids. And she tried to rethink through this,、uh, realizing yes, there are plans and there are downtime, there are different events, and things are taken care of. She doesn't have to worry about other friends on the trip. She will make back, and she will not have hiccups during the trip. And then she started thinking, what if there are things that in my practice that's going on I have to deal with when I'm away. What if I can't even take a phone call? The service is bad. So the same worrisome sequencing of thoughts probably have happened to you. Might not be as significant as this case. The ramps of one concern after another after another. Because we don't feel secure, we don't feel safe. We constantly have a worry about something is going to happen, stopping us from moving forward in where we need to go. So that continuous intense anxiety about all the dangers and what could go wrong, and that vigilance can never rest. For some of you, you might say, "Oh, I don't do that." But probably some of you sitting in any type of meetings, talking to people, if they don't speak fast enough, or you don't can't quite get to the end point, you start tapping your hand, your feet, your pen, your body kind of start keep moving. All the jittery—that's a sign too. Now these feeling, people always are skeptical. They're not really open to opportunities, even though all the evidence, all the possibilities presented in your way. And at the end of the day, if we don't try, you never know if it's something will work for you. Or they're so relying on other people's opinion to tell them yes or no. Trusted opinion that they're seeking to refuse an opportunity, because our brain is very powerful. What you seek, you'll find. So if you wanted to seek something that's not going to work out, something negative, you will find your answer. And same thing, if you want to find the positivity, it will always going to be there. Just like how the news are portraying, no matter what, if you ask friend Google. Google will give you whatever type of result you want because you probably search by certain keywords, and your eyes when you want something, you tend to only see what's in front of you. So, for a quick example, if someone introduced you to a person,、uh, perhaps in your community, and you never thought you met that person ever before. But right after you had introduced, had a conversation, you start seeing that everywhere that you go. Well, because your brain didn't create a memory of that person, it didn't recognize that person as someone significant even. So once it does, it's in your subconsciousness. It will always pick that person out. So same thing as when you're seeking confirmation. That's what we say confirmation bias. You already formulated idea in your head. Of course, whatever you search, it will confirm that result. So in practices, running practices, when you have a whole team and patients, the same thing. Whether it's about adapting a new software to optimize your billing, or、uh, engage with your patients better, or thinking about how you can really save yourself time, what do you need to cut down? All of this can create some type of anxiety for the people who are hyper vigilant. They're always trying to hold back, and they're very cynical about it, and. Very prone to question everything. Now we're not saying not question, right? Question is great, 
But when we question, it's actually question to validate, not question always deny. So if you are coming in with a situation to question to deny something, then why bother? You know, you already denied it, the concept, you will never really come back from that, right? So then how would other people deal with you when you're in that hypervigilance state? It's tough. So people feel like they have to try really hard to just live having a conversation with you. And this constant anxiety is burns a great deal of energy and trust that you have with others that could otherwise put to good use. But you use so much energy just to worry instead of perhaps enjoying, for my client situation, enjoy the trip. And you haven't given yourself days off for so long, just enjoy the trip. Your patients are taken care of with, by other providers and some other people who only want to see you have booked in the week after. There are contingencies and the lose of credibility due to the crying wolf phenomenon is also a big deal because if we're constantly worried, people will think you as just, you just always worry about something, right? And then others begin to start avoid being in your present because we all feel each other's energy. So I leave with you with this three. So what's really stopping you from getting into the next level of high performance, productivity, efficiency, delivering better patient care, working well with your whole team so they want to be with you, stay with you, and also support your family when they can see you is number one, the subtouching tendency called controller, number two, high achiever, and number three, hypervigilance. And in the next couple of episodes, we'll discuss other sabotaging tendencies. There are 10 of them. And how do we really help ourselves stop them and move on so we're not holding on to this burden? One thought that I would love to give to you guys is of those three tendencies, do you recognize yourself in one of those? Which one is it? I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're like me who just want to get to the bottom and find out what's going on in your practice, then I invite you to book a complimentary peak performance diagnostic call with me. You can check my availability at sabrinarumback.com forward slash blueprint to find a time that works for you. This is especially beneficial for you if you have an established clinic, but now feeling drained, want to do more for your patients, but are limited in your capacity or are unable to live up to your full potential. Don't you agree that if you don't allow a pair of unbiased eyes to take a look, you'll never know what you don't know. This is your chance to gain back time and be a peak performing healthcare leader again. Hi, my name is Dr. Allison Lazo-Pacheco, and I just finished my six weeks with Sabrina not too long ago. So um, I feel that my experience is really, really unique because I started with Sabrina when I was still finishing up chiropractic school and have gone through it during my break and am now a practicing doctor. Or everything I've learned and she's taught has been applied at different levels and portions of my life, and I feel like I can continue to grow and develop these skills in the future. Gosh, I, I went through my list of <laughs> list of things with you that last day, and 
I kept them on my notebook pad. They're all, you know, I told you it was a sheet. I move a lot of my really important stuff too. Uh, and that you made that sheet to all the things we did. You know, I think there was, there were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone. And that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What was some other things that we, our first call that we ever had, there was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama. And these are simple things I did, but it was about gratitude. And it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, we'd love to be in the position that I'm in and I forget that, and I forgot it. So that was another one. And then uh, what was some other stuff? I'd have to go from the list. I mean, there's, you know, the two minute reset stuff that we do. Margin, just a little bit. And we even, you remember, I, so I, you know, been a big meditator for a long time and, and everyone goes through cycles of this, but I was so dedicated. It was 45 minutes to an hour every single day, probably at night as well. And then in a busy lifestyle, you go, oh, can't do that. Then you start thinking, well, if I can't do 30 minutes or an hour meditation, then why even do it? But you're teaching people to do two minute meditations which three two-minute meditations throughout the entire day, you know, six minutes total, in my opinion, is better than doing 45 minutes an hour every other day. It just made more sense. And it was so much easier just to kind of center myself back in and go back at it. So, and one thing now, I'm gonna have to do a plug here, is this. Yeah, and you know I was gonna do this, didn't you? <laughs> this clock right here has been, you had, I don't know if yours is next to you or not, but you, you held this up for me one day. And we're talking about time blocking, yes, <laughs> time blocking and everything else. I said, well, what is that? So I bought it on Amazon and it, you know, it has the clock and the five, 10, you know, 15 minutes and so forth. It is awesome. And so when I started using this thing, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, when, I, when I'm actually tracking my time, I've got a lot of it. When I'm not tracking my time, even if you take a five minute break to surf the internet, it's 15, 20 minutes later, the time goes fast. So it's been fantastic. I can get so much stuff done in a 15 minute period. It's crazy. Take an opportunity to meet with and talk with Sabrina. She's just a wealth of information and powerful results. And it, it, for myself, just to be able to reflect and see what she's created by her forms and processes is amazing. I can't uh, emphasize enough, it's time well spent and money well invested. And so take the time, invest in yourself. Now open up a browser and type in sabrinarunback.com forward slash blueprint. Let's create a blueprint for you to gain back a day per week and creating more impact, income, and freedom in your day. We'll talk soon.